Imagine if you could see your future. The wild thing is, you actually can. After all, what our lives end up looking like is largely up to us and the choices we make. So how do we know what choices to make? We start the year with resolutions, but what about dreams? What about the bigger picture, the life we really want? Well, that's what we're digging into today. How to start imagining and documenting your dreams so that you can start being deliberate about the direction you take, moving toward and ultimately living the life you really want. Hey, we're Kim and Rog, and we're here to show couples how to get the best out of their relationship so they can start living their dream life together. We're a West Aussie couple who are living the life of our dreams. We don't entertain the word should, we think about the future as a field of possibilities, and we let joy be our compass. We've taken the simple idea of working as a team and applied it to our marriage, and it's been a game changer, allowing us to work out what truly lights us up in life and to go after it together. From living in snowy Japan to starting our own house flipping business, we've achieved some big dreams. And most importantly, we feel fulfilled and are having the most fun we've ever had. Hear conversations from inspiring couples, thoughts from relationship experts, and tales from our own lives, as we help you to gain the wisdom and skills you'll need to turn your relationship into a real team. These are relationship conversations for real people, by real people. So sit back, get comfy in whatever tickles you pickle, and enjoy living the team life. Today we're talking about a pretty fun topic. It's about creating a vision board as a couple. And I know for some of you, you might be thinking this is something you would have done in high school art class. Uh, Maybe you did it as a teenager yourself personally. Uh, Maybe it had some boy bands stuck on it. Who knows? I know it sounds like it's a little bit naff, but... There's actually quite a bit of science behind the power of vision boards and Roger and I use them a lot and we really wanted to share today how you guys can create a vision board in quite a simple way and why creating a vision board is a good idea. So just to give some background on the power of vision boards and really what vision boards are is an exercise in in visualisation and research tells us that the brain interprets vividly imagined experiences similarly to actual experiences. So you actually activate similar neural pathways to what you would if you had actually had the experience, which is pretty wild. You get the benefit or some of the benefits of, of, of the, experiencing your, the experience you're imagining without even having undertaken it, which is such a cool thing the brain can do. That's how powerful visualization is the second reason vision boarding is so successful and so powerful is that you are spending time aligning your dreams together we talk about here non-stop getting on the same page with your partner aligning with your partner because we're all about becoming a team we here believe that your best relationship your most powerful relationship is as a team unit when you combine together, not when you seek out independence from one another and put the individual above the unit, but when you put the relationship above the individual. That's the agreement you make as a couple. And that's what the research from experts that we follow, like Gottman and Tatkin, supports that concept of making the relationship a priority, putting it above the individual needs, looking after the entity, the relationship entity itself. When we do an exercise like vision boarding, you are putting that relationship as a priority. 
you are you are working together and aligning on your dreams, making them our dreams, not my dreams, his dreams, her dreams, whatever it is. It's about becoming a unit with dreams. We also get to tap into those really cool chemicals that will flood your body when you do things positive for your relationship. So on a previous episode, How to Make the Love Drugs Work for You, we talked about how doing certain activities can help release the bonding chemicals like oxytocin and vasopressin. So when you do something with your partner, something collaborative, something dreamy, something something that binds you, you actually start to release oxytocin. And then when you're starting to talk about a vision of the future, and of course later on you talk, well, how are we going to get there? That actually in men releases vasopressin because vasopressin comes about in men when they feel like they're on a quest and then they're doing something challenging with their partner. So you're actually just getting this big hit of chemicals internally which are driving you towards your towards your partner. And of course, as a result, when you get that, you start to build that emotional connection. You know, often in big uh, corporate organisations, they will do big vision boards up in group activities. They'll have people from different departments or, or even different companies all coming together in a big room and there'll be posters up on the wall and coloured post-its and they'll say, hey, let's do a vision boarding exercise or something very similar. And that's to bond people very quickly in a very short time frame to get them together to understand this is something we need to achieve. And it's exactly the same in your relationship with your partner. You do this activity and all of a sudden you start to bond, you start to get aligned and of course you start thinking about the future together. Yeah, it's it is a really powerful exercise, and hopefully those those uh, examples have given you an understanding of just how powerful it can be in in contributing positively to your relationship. So let's go through now. That's the why we do vision boarding. Let's go through now just three practical steps that you can take. We want to keep this really high level, really simple, so that it's something you could do today. You can take away this podcast and actually talk to your partner about it, get them to have a listen and implement these three steps today. So step one, it's all about preparation, time, place and materials. So pick a time and a place where you won't be disturbed with your partner. It can be out on a date night or a date lunch. Uh, You know, you can go out the back while the kids are inside, but you do need to carve out a little bit of time. Give yourselves the time so you're not rushed and so you can let those creative juices flow. Sometimes my creative juices are amber or red, you know, depending on what I'm drinking, but other times... (laughs) (laughs) but other times I actually need a bit of a prompter from Kim but as we often say your environment is key to this as well you need to make sure that you both pick the right place and time to do this so you don't have distractions put your phones away as well another one is say you're more digital minded so maybe you want to jump on your computer your laptop and do a powerpoint you know, or you want to use one a Canva or something like that, or you want to go old school with a big piece of paper, some textures and post-its and scissors and glue and all that. But whatever you're doing, make sure at least one of you has said, I'm going to bring all this. Can you bring, you know, the coffee or bring the wine? I'm going to bring the paper. I'm going to bring the laptop. And, and also I'm going to drive this as well. Yes, the preparation for any sort of activity, especially a new one, is actually really important if you want to set yourself up for success. Finding that time when you won't be disturbed. It could be Sunday morning. Say to the kids, you get this movie. 
this morning or Saturday morning or Sunday afternoon. All right, kids, you can watch the movie you've been wanting to watch. Mum and I are just heading outside for, for half an hour. We're, we're going to be doing an exercise together. We'll leave you guys. If you, could, if you could leave us unless it's an emergency, that would be great. Setting that time and that expectation up together and as you said, Rog, making sure that you've got the materials Who's going to be bringing what? You don't want to rock up and say, well, I thought you were bringing this. Well, I thought you were, oh, I thought we'd do it old school. Oh, I thought we'd do it new school. Just get clear on what, what you're doing, what you're setting up and who's bringing what. In terms of the materials themselves, you can, as Rog said, you can use, it might sound silly, you can use uh, cardboard and scissors and glue and cut things out and stick them on. We use both. Rog and I do both types of vision boarding. We use high tech, so uh, digital uh, it's not really that high tech, but it is digital based. We do PowerPoints mainly where we will, it's as simple as looking up Google images, snip cutting them and then pasting them into a PowerPoint docu- document and creating a collage or whatever it is that's, that spikes uh, interest and enthusiasm from you. I haven't heard that word collage in a long, long time. It's a great word. It's great a really word. great word. <laughs> Got to implement it into my common uh, speak now. Good. Uh, so yes you can build your collage on powerpoint or you could do one old school by hand you know you can take a a giant notepad i have many a2 notepads like that big that i that i use for different vision boarding exercises and i have certainly been known to set a lunch date at a pub and carry in with me the a2 notepad and textures because I very clearly have an agenda to do a vision boarding exercise, an agreed agenda with Rog, and I enjoy that process. Rogie enjoys that process. We come out of that process with a clear direction. So don't don't feel embarrassed about how simple this exercise might sound or what medium you want to use to write down the information. There's no embarrassment in putting effort into your relationship. And vision boarding, whilst it might sound naff and old school, is really, really powerful. I just want everybody to understand that. If you sit down with your partner and do this exercise, come at it without any sort of judgment or worry. Just come at it like you would something that you really enjoy. Just a project, just a fun activity to do together. Yeah, there's there's nothing embarrassing about having a great relationship which plans for the future and dreams of cool stuff. Absolutely, I love that. All right, so that's step one, preparation, time, place, materials and and making sure you're clear on why you're doing it together. Step two is coming together at the agreed time and place and starting. Now, to start vision boarding can be quite overwhelming for people if they haven't done this sort of thing before and believe us when I say we have had so many couples tell us that they have never sat down and dreamed together in the entirety of their relationship. That is not something that they've done. So do not feel embarrassed if you're in that category, if you've never tried this before. You are absolutely not alone. So when you come together and you say you want to do a vision board together for your for your dreams, this is very high-level dreaming. We're not talking about goal setting or planning here. We are talking just about dreams right now. The easiest way to start something new like this is to use prompter questions. Prompter questions are such a fantastic tool for anything new in life. They're like, they're like having an expert give you a little bit of guidance along the way. Maybe you could think about it like this. Maybe you could talk about this. So what are some of the prompter questions that we would suggest for vision boarding? 
we really, again, are focusing on high-level dreams here. So this is getting your brain to really get up out of the minutia of planning and goal-setting and get into dream life. What in my imagination, in my very vivid and magical imagination, do I have floating around? So questions like, what would a dream day for you look like one year from now? Another question might be, what adventures or experiences do you dream of us sharing together? If we had no limitations on our life, what would our life look like today? What is something you love that you'd like to share together more? What milestones do you see us achieving over the next year? How do you see us celebrating these milestones? What kind of legacy do we want to leave in the world? And you can see these are bigger questions, bigger questions of how you dream of your life being. This is getting in touch with who you see yourself as, as a human, and who you see yourself becoming. Yeah, I think these prompter questions can often be underestimated how powerful they are. You know, if, if someone's interviewing someone important on television or at a big forum, you don't just have them, just the person just sit there and talk for an hour and a half. Uh, some people are great orators and they, they can do that. But you need a good interviewer to elicit key items out of them to make sure you stick to the point to make sure you stay on track and to dive into things that they might not ever said of their own will and volition out loud because might be a bit embarrassed about it or you know they want to keep things personal or they might think hey that other person doesn't think that's interesting so when you're asking these questions it's really important don't sit, sit there and go oh these are too naff or i could never ask that ask them and ask them in your own way if you feel you need to as well and whoever's in charge of actually writing down the ideas, and you can both write down your ideas, and I often find that Kim is the one in charge of everything, <laughs> in charge of the big pad and pen. And, you know, I know I'll have to sit there sometimes and go, write that down, write that down. You know, but it's, it's important that you write down all the feelings and thoughts that are coming out in your head. You don't need to be super succinct up front. You can be open, you know. You can have that zero-based thinking, that blue sky dreaming in there, anything that comes out, anything that pops into your head. And then after that, that's when you can start to refine the dreams. That's when you can start to discuss the major topics that have, that have come up. And don't just use writing as well. As Kim said, Kim often will Google on the internet, search on the internet or Pinterest or whatever, things that, I guess, evoke thought and evoke feelings. So we have a dream at the moment, one of them anyway, of uh, a farm a few hours from Perth. Travelling on by a plane is very, very difficult for us. And so we want to make sure we have a, not even a holiday house but at almost a second home on a farm with rolling hills in the valley, a spa out the front. Kim literally has the detail of the type of timber she wants, the the chimney uh, and the fireplace, the type of rock that's going to be used. She has all that on her vision board because what it does is it, it taps that sort of deeper emotional part of your brain. What I will say is one of the questions in there, which I think is the most powerful question is, you know, a visualisation activity of what would your dream day look like one year from now? Kim and I actually do this 
in five years. And there are obviously some personal development experts who have been doing this for a long time who will do it in 10 years. What does my next 10 years look like? How am I going to frame the next 10 years of my life? Kim and I do this at five years. And that's what a lot of uh, big corporations and sporting teams will do as well because they've got a, a strong background in this. We do five years. But as a start, just start with one year. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Start small. Start easy. If you feel confident, go for five years. I think that's a really great unpacking, Rog, of the power of the of the prompt to questions, and how important it is to uh, pick the pick imagery that evokes really uh, strong emotion. Just want to be clear as well. This is a team exercise. These dis- these uh, questions that we're putting out there, these prompt to questions. Of course, you're each going to individually answer them, and you're going to jot that down, and then you're going to talk more about it. It, these are prompter questions to get the conversation started. This is not what do you want, what do I want, let's write that down. This is how do you imagine it, how do I imagine it. Okay, how do we then imagine those two things together? What does that look like from the perspective of our team? What's going to be our team dream? And Roger described the team dream that we have, which is to have the farm outside of Perth and that we ha- I have very strong imagery for that. But that's imagery we've agreed. We've discussed us sitting in the spa out the front. We've discussed the stone and the wood that we would imagine in the home. And that's why that that imagery is the imagery we've selected. It represents that joint dream that we've agreed we have and are working towards. Yeah, and, you know, that came back from that uh, visualisation activity we did together. We closed our eyes and we actually went from when we woke up in the morning to when we went to bed at night what our day was like, you know, waking up and driving into the local town and going to the bakery and getting this hot bread. For me, I, I think I was watching the footy with Kim and our daughter uh, while we had uh, a lamb roasting in the wood fire oven and in the background there was rolling over the hills and we'd go jump in the pool. So do the visualisation and then get visual because it'll be that sort of cross connection of when you can't, you don't feel you're in the mindset to really think about it, but then you've got it up there and so you can think about it. And that's a great segue onto step three, which is choose where you're going to put the vision board. Don't pack it away. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. You're going to fold it up and pack it away or you're going to save it into a file you might not be able to save and go, oh, Kim and Rog, big tick, we've just done our visualisation exercise again. Don't be embarrassed for having big dreams. You know, some people will see you know, in the movies where uh, someone will have a picture of a, a house or a holiday destination in their wallet and they're like, oh, I'm always working towards this or the truck driver will have it under the, the sun visor in his car. No, put it somewhere prominent in your house. We have it in our, we've got a home office and it's plastered top to bottom with our vision boards and, of course, some cool stuff that our daughter's done at school. Yeah, it's so important that you see this. That's the whole point of the visualisation. It keeps you connected to the dreams. It, it helps you as a team to stay in a team space. When things might be tough and you look over at the vision board and you remember, but we're working towards that joint dream. Okay, all right, this is just a small thing. Let's move past that. Let's stay focused on what we've agreed, that big dream together, that real sense of purpose in life, which is such a beautiful thing. Now, there's an added bonus 
to the vision board. And and I guess when I talk about that sense of purpose, it sort of brings that up. The added bonus to creating a vision board with, with your partner, your teammate, is that you're going to work out what your values are. This is a really great way for you to start working towards more deliberate goals, more deliberate plans to achieve those goals, all of these steps that we need to take if we want to live a more purposeful, deliberate life together. The first thing we would need to, to make that more detailed planning is, is to know our values. But it can be very hard to work out what your values are. To sit down and just say, oh, I don't know what I value. I mean, I, I like my, my family. And trying to work out higher level what's really important to you, it can be confounding. But when you start by doing a vision board and you just tap into your heart and you get creative and you get imaginative and you use your visualisation questions and you can see what really matters to you in your heart, what's on your heart, what are your big dreams, the things that you don't have to think about all the logistics of, you just, you just imagine, you take out all the, all the constraints that you currently see. When you then create that vision board, and you stand back and you have a look at it, you can start to see, ah, what are the themes here? What are the things or the areas of my life that I really value? And that's when you can start to do some of your values work. And we're not going to talk about that today, but I just wanted to touch on how great it is that out of this, you can start to see far more easily without pressuring yourself to try and imagine what your values are values are a tricky thing to work out when we talk about our dreams and get creative and in touch with our hearts and our souls and what we really want out of life it gives us really strong clues as to what we value so that's a huge added benefit we see out of doing the vision board is it links you right on into the next step which is working out what your values are yeah and i really see values you know to simplify it a bit as what really matters to you what do you really want out of life? And as a first step to actually doing the visualisation exercise, you, you, when you're dreaming of the future, you'd be surprised how much of it isn't really fancy cars or, you know, living in a castle. Um, and, and if it is, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, if it is living in a castle or a, a mansion on the beach in Cottesloe, uh, or, you know, a, a big holiday house in Byron Bay, that's that's 100% fine as long as you're agreed on it and you understand what you have to give up to get there. But often we'll find that our values are often around our family and our children and our marriage and also our, you know, spending time with our friends and having, you know, having a nice place to live and living in the right areas. But there's a balance there. And I think that dreaming activity or that day in the life, a year from now, five-year activities, so much of that will be how you spend your day, not what you have. So, yes, Kim and I are dreaming of a, a farm and we're going to have to work to get to it. But so much of that is the feelings we get spending time together relaxed outside of our house in Perth near the beach. We're out in nature with our daughter relaxing. You know, and that that's where you can start to pull your values out. Or we value downtime with our daughter. We de value downtime together. We value being out in nature because it will help our uh, senses and it will help our stress levels. I love what you say about balance there, Rog, because I think 
that's exactly it. We're not saying that people won't be dreaming of of uh, growing their wealth or or buying the bigger house or anything like that. Sure, for a lot of people that will be a, a dream that they have. But we're saying you can think of the other things, how you how you will feel in that moment, what will really come to the fore. You know, like for us, buying a farm is is something where you do need to grow your wealth to do that. That is part of it. But what do we really want from the farm? We want that sense of peace in nature. That's what that's what we're really pulling out of that as as our deep value, that time away from busy city life, time to be quiet and grounded. Those sorts of things are the things that we're really valuing in that moment and it's finding that balance between those things because our brains can get really caught up in driving for achievement and seeing that as what we're valuing but it's more than just that. It's more that there's more underneath it and when we, when we do these visualisation exercises and reflect on what we've described and what we've, what we've pictured, we're able to see what more is underneath that. Rog, what's your gold nugget out of today's show? Never losing that childlike wonder. When we were kids, we got creative. We got the paper mache out. We got the collage out. We did this at school. We did this at home because it got it got us being creative and imaginative. So, yes, we're adults now, but it doesn't mean that these same methods won't work today. In fact, they could be far more critical. So don't be afraid to get the clag glue out or the yoo stick and get creative. Yeah, my gold nugget today is about not bringing any judgment into this exercise. I think we have a lot of ideas around how adults, in inverted quotes, are supposed to behave and what sort of exercises are worthy of of adult attention. There are a lot of really great creative exercises that might seem simple on the outside and, and perhaps not intellectual enough for some adults, it's just underestimating the power of creative work. Creative work is so, so powerful and the research backs this up. So I just, that would be my gold nugget today is not to bring judgment into this exercise and in fact to bring openness and curiosity to the power of creative and visual work. You're amazing. You've just spent quality time on your relationship. Feel like you're on a roll? If you want more Living the Team Life relationship insights and conversations, head over to kimandrodge.com where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies. And if you liked today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy. Until next time, keep on living the team life.